Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of Tesla Side Chats. It's your host, Ted, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, has Tesla given us a lot in their Q4 earnings report. So as it sits, um, Tesla's floating around $4,000-ish, um, well, close to $4,000 pre-split share price. Um, and the biggest news from this earnings release was really the refresh of the Model S and the Model X interior, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So there's a lot going on that's really going on in the inside of the Model S and the X. And I want to go over certain things that, that people are not really catching for some, some reason uh, with this refresh. So one of the biggest gripes that I think a lot of current Tesla owners as well as prospective Tesla owners had with the Model S and the X was uh, the lack of kind of that premium feel of the vehicle. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wind and road noise. And Tesla and some people actually complained about the ride quality due to the fact that the car is so solid and it, it kind of has this like uh, tub design where the, the battery is part of the structure where sometimes it could feel a little bit weird, a little bit different. But Tesla has been slowly addressing these things. In one of my previous episodes, I discussed with the Raven refresh, they had adjustable damping, active damping and active uh, suspension heights and settings um, that's tuned by software. So Tesla kind of solved that ride quality issue there. Uh, they, they're revising their tires in this particular refresh, which um, many car enthusiasts know tires are, the, are one of the things that are super key in determining things like ride quality, handling, as well as the, the overall NVH in the car. Um, so with this refresh, they, they, they're, they're revising their tires. Um, obviously, we have some small kind of um, exterior refreshes that I think kind of give the Model S and the X a, a more of a chiseled look. Uh, and I'm sure it's definitely more aerodynamic and provides a little bit more downforce with all the extra gills and slats and all that. But in the interior, let's go over a couple things. So number one, that yoke steering wheel. Not everybody's going to love it. We get it. Oh, my God, it's the yoke. Um, but it's an F1-style steering wheel, and a lot of the controls that are that were typically on the control stocks are now on the steering wheel. Ferrari, Lamborghini, a lot of high-end exotic car companies do this in their vehicles. Um, it's just going to take a while for mainstream to catch on because obviously not everybody has driven a Lamborghini, has driven a Ferrari or anything like that. But the yoke steering wheel, I think, is going to be great. Um, I'm sure, I'm like almost 100% certain that they are software tuning and changing the, st the quickness of the steering rack um, with the Model 3 and the Model Y. It's a uh, turn to turn. It's like two, two to one. It's like two clicks for a full turn. Um, so that yoke steering wheel is, is going to be kind of cool for that reason. Um, in addition to that, I'm sh it, may, it may or may not be an option. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the, the yoke steering wheel um, kind of gets a pass there. And what's great is you have that front display, so it's, it's totally unencumbered. You can see more of the information of the car, uh, regardless of steering wheel position that you adjust. And I think it's going to be a really, really um, key innovation to uh, the overall driving feel of the car. Then let's also talk about that gaming computer, the 10 teraflop gaming computer. Aside from the obvious benefit of entertainment and opening up the the software revenue potential that Tesla has, 10 teraflops is the power of a PlayStation 5. Yes, an Xbox Series X may have a little bit more, but it's a matter of the usability of it. Now, what's really cool about the 10 teraflop um, processing power is 
it goes in conjunction with another improvement that Tesla has, and that's the 22-speaker sound system with active noise canceling. Now, I think this is going to be key to addressing one of the biggest gripes that a lot of Tesla critics have, and that's the wind and the tire noise and the road noise that you get coming into the cabin. Now, this is very consistent, and instead of you know focusing and investing a bunch of capex on window seals and making sure that the rubber is proper and all that kind of stuff tesla is improving their manufacturing but they're also attacking it with the software approach which is fantastic with active noise canceling even if you took something as subpar as like apple studio beats headphone or something the noise canceling is pretty darn good especially on a plane it cuts it down almost like 75 percent so i i cannot wait to see what what kind of noise canceling is done inside the new model s and the inside the new model x um, i think this is going to be huge it's going to give the tesla an even more of a bank vault kind of feel um I, I, i'm really really excited about this and 22 speakers i mean like hey man i think it's gonna be great I'm sure they're updating the audio codex for that. And more importantly, the fact that the, the Tesla Silicon has the processing power for this, I think that's going to be a very large and key differentiator between all the other luxury brands. Tesla is so strong where others are lacking, and that software and user interface, regardless of Apple CarPlay, regardless of Android Auto, um, everything is integrated into the system. And as I've I've said in my past episodes, this is going to be one of the key values of differentiation for Tesla in the long term. Now, uh, let's go over another obvious thing, um, the new Plaid powertrain. Basically, Tesla is has went with an incremental improvement here with 18650 cells. They changed the battery chemistry, so there's less kilowatts, but it's more efficient to get you more equivalent range. And what's great is they're using the tri-motor setup in um uh the plaid powertrain and what and a lot of people are saying like why did it decrease in range and all that kind of stuff i mean it's kind of obvious to get that kind of performance you need to have traction and with more traction and with more road contact you're going to have less range slightly less range than the previous one and that's perfectly okay because as we know with tesla as they master the torque vectoring and the the, the torque controls and distribution they can make improvements and then they could increase your range via software later. So I'm sure they haven't had an insane amount of time to tune the cars. And especially um, since they're not exactly in, in the, on the road yet, they don't have as much data. But once they get more, it's going to improve with time. Now, I think this is going to be great for Tesla to, to kind of um, resume the sales of their Halo cars. And it also paves the road for... Um, the the Roadster and the other higher margin vehicles. But there was one thing on the conference call that was really great. I'm going to pivot now to the company. They're freeing up cells and ramping up energy again in 2021. 2021 will be the year of Tesla energy. It will be the year of focusing on residential as well as the commercial business with the Tesla Semi. And it's going to be absolutely huge. Now, there's another thing I want to address, even though we started the new year, um, once again, even throughout the GameStop madness, short sellers can rear their ugly heads again 
and talk about how Tesla is inflating their profit with zero emission vehicle credits. Um, if they hadn't sold credits, they would have been negative throughout the year, blah, 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 blah. Listen, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where Tesla is trying to pressure other automakers to develop electric vehicles. It, it's in their competitor's interest to do so, especially with these electric electric vehicle credits. If they were worthless, then that's fine. That means the whole market catch caught up, but that's not the case. It's a part of doing business. If you can't handle it, well, suck it up and make the competitors get out of the cars, right? Make the cars. I mean, how 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 did the Jaguar I-Pace do? Nobody's talking about that thing anymore. How's the Audi e-tron? Nobody's talking about that anymore. Uh, I drove the Taycan the other day. It's really not... Um, uh, it's really not up to par, even with the Model S, and especially with the new one. I think it's just going to leapfrog it, and I'll do an episode on that. But, but I think ignore the noise. Continue to focus on 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 true investing and what what's really going on at Tesla. What's going on on the ground, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And I cannot wait to drive the new Model S and the X. I think this was the biggest thing to come out of it. And also another thing, Tesla has gotten. Very, very um, good at keeping guidance close to their chest. Uh, It was very broad. There wasn't anything too specific, which is great because they can't trip over things as much. And more importantly, they're they're kind of padding their guidance, right? They're expecting about 50% growth this year. Uh, with 2021, they're they're expecting to be even more as Gigafactory Berlin, uh, Gigafactory China, and Gigafactory Texas all kind of ramp up. And I don't know if you see in the photos, but in 90 days, these structures are coming up very, very quickly. And they're getting better at building faster and cheaper. And they'll crank out cars before you even know it. Um, for all intents and purposes, you know, like Tesla's firing on all cylinders, right? Like... They're really going full steam ahead with every single thing that they are doing. 2020, super challenging year, but they shipped almost half a million cars. I think that's pretty darn good during a pandemic. And with the Model S and the X, and as they streamline operations even more, it's going to be even better. And 2021 is looking to be a very interesting year as like now they have the, the capacity and the framework for success. Um, and and with all the videos of of, of uh, full self driving beta, it's looking really promising. If you look at the um, Arc Invest targets from last year, full self driving was really the next lever in terms of catalyst to to, to skyrocket the price. Um, I personally, I think energy is going to be more of a short term catalyst. I think full self driving will be a long term catalyst, but the thing is, um, all these these betas and the videos of the betas are slowly changing my mind. So um, I really look forward to the next build that Elon's been teasing. But I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff down the road with, with the Plaid Plus Model S. It's going to really lay the platform for the other vehicles. And, and all that excess data that they're going to get from the tri-motor setup... I think it's going to work wonders, and I, Tesla is really going to um, kind of step the game up as there's more and more new entrants in the game. Uh, even though some may or may not be gimmicky, I think uh, 
it's kind of cool. Tesla will cross-pollinate and get some ideas from there on what to do. Um, But thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Stay safe and well. And I'll catch you on the next episode.